This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Biz Pod. Today is Friday, April 3rd. This is the Sports Biz Rundown. We release two episodes per week. On Tuesday, an interview with an athlete, entrepreneur, thought leader in sports entertainment. And then on Friday, we bring on special guests to provide commentary on the week of top sports biz news, careers, events, podcasts. And today we're, we're joined with uh, Kirby Porter, who is a former student athlete uh, for basketball at Harvard and the founder of Court to Corporate, which is a great resource for athletes transitioning into the workforce and a podcast and newsletters. So for this episode, you know, we have a lot to talk about because how constant things are changing with coronavirus updates and how the new world, the sports world is kind of adapting. Um, but yeah, I'd love to introduce Kirby and thanks so much for coming on, Kirby. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Super excited about this. Love what you're doing with Sports Biz Group and how you guys are growing and thriving. So happy to dive into these topics today. Absolutely. So before we go in, if you could just give kind of an overview, explain a little bit about, you know, why did you start Court to Corporate and kind of your story from being a student athlete to, to what you're doing now? Yeah, of course. Um, so you teed it up perfectly. You played basketball at Harvard. Absolutely loved my four years there. And what I say to everyone is that I feel like who I was as an athlete didn't necessarily define me, but it did help inform other aspects of my life. So what I was passionate about, what I wanted to follow and who I wanted to impact. So those first two things being sports business. So um, did internships in undergrad at the Patriots and at Under Armour, both in marketing. Those are amazing experiences um, and ultimately led me to do my last internship at PepsiCo where I am full-time now working on our sports marketing team. So great to have those two passion points of sports and marketing come full circle together. But on the flip of that, like the who I wanted to impact, that being athletes, because um, I think for me, I saw how much being an athlete provided myself and the people that I looked up to and mentors that I had gained through the program and just Harvard Athletics in general, see the consistent thread in our stories of how it provided us with the skill sets and intangibles to succeed and grow and excel in our next chapter, in our next adventure, in our next career journey, whatever that may be. Um, so started Court to Corporate shortly after graduating. And the goal with that was just to, first of all, kind of provide a platform to showcase a community of athletes in business. So we often see it at the level of the 2%, so the LeBrons and the Katies, but how do you begin to showcase the community of student athletes that are also going through that same process of leveraging who they are and what they do to succeed in business. And then on the flip of that, providing the the tools to help those up next. So we have a podcast. Um, we've interviewed guests across industries, across major companies, all about how they leverage being the student athlete to excel in what they do next. Um, and then also share the tips through our content. So now we have a newsletter, which is all about, you know, sharing career advice for athletes by athletes. We've interviewed so many athletes. We've been in the space 
Um, so how do we begin to share the tactical things for, you know, all of us to grow together? So that's a little bit about me um, and, you know, a huge follower of, you know, just all things athletes and sports business and how those two things converge together to create great news. That's amazing. And uh, it's, it's a great storyline and a great cause as well. And something that we are really excited about too, with some of the past events we've done with the athlete platform. And I'm sure um, we'll definitely have some you know, announcements on collaborations or ways we can kind of continue to help that type of uh, that mission. So um, I'll tag all the information, go check out Kirby's LinkedIn profile, court to corporate, all that great stuff and um, keep up the great work with all that. Thank you. Thank cool. you. Cool. So to kind of get, get into the, to the rundown, um, how the format works is we're going to just kind of run down the top six sports biz news stories, top sports biz podcasts, careers and events. So um, if we're looking at the top sports biz news, we'll dive right in. And obviously coronavirus is kind of breaking headlines. And um, it's clear that essentially every single sporting event has either been canceled or postponed. Right now, it's a matter of looking at the the, uh, the next biggest sporting event to either be canceled to kind of put a, um, a constraint on, all right, when will things potentially turn back to normal? So with the Wimbledon being canceled, uh, or excuse me, postponed, that's kind of the next biggest sporting event that was um, turned down, which is in midsummer. So that kind of puts into perspective, but um, you know, US Open, uh, Wimbledon, you'll see all that, but that was the biggest sporting event that just was postponed. So, you know, Curry following that news, what are your thoughts on that? And what's kind of your sentiment about maybe when sports will return or specifically to this kind of tennis update? Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Like, I feel like sports, like since coronavirus has unfolded and unraveled and we're seeing the extent of it sports has kind of been the marker to set what the new norm is so like think about all the sports leagues and major tournaments and March Madness being canceled and that kind of setting into action what then followed for consumer behavior Um, and then I do think we look to this timeline of sporting events to your point seeing what has been canceled to see how far is this going to go. Um, I was talking to someone yesterday and they're like, do we think this will, you know, kind of roll over into college football? Um, I think we definitely look to sports to kind of see like, what's the tracker of like when things will return back to normal. I do remember seeing the <laughs> announcement on social about um, Wimbledon and being like, wow, June, June slash yeah. July, you know, like that, you know, it feels far away and, um, we're kind of bouncing between, you know, hope and then also um, what the reality is. But I do think it's interesting how sports have kind of been the marker for setting it and then kind of establishing how far this could go. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll see where it's like maybe smaller events or maybe fan uh, seats with no fans in it could be right. the, new, the new norm. But, you know, that's kind of what we'll be constantly covering is like, when is that next potential date of like returning or at least starting the process? So, this kind of puts another benchmark um, out for that. So um, we'll keep, keep on monitoring that situation. And then another kind of coronavirus updates, whereas, you know, we like to highlight, you know, highlight the positivity and what are people doing to actually solve the problem. So for example, you know, the Patriots, they help donate their plane and send masks uh, to China. And, um, you know, last week we covered uh, the fanatics sending, uh, stopping uh, production on MLB uniforms for masks Mm -hmm. down. So, um, it's great to not only just, you know, it's, there's a lot of negativity going on, but who's making the right moves to actually put resources and money and, and tools to action. So it's a good story where, you know, the Patriots 
you know, donated their plane. I'm, you know, I'm a Ravens fan. Hopefully, you know, don't want to <laughs> praise the Patriots too much, but um, you know, that's a great story right there. I, you know, I don't know if you saw any other interesting yeah. stories or what are your thoughts on this move by the Patriots? Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. I, I, so I was um, tuned into the sport techie conference, which I saw you were watching as well. Um, and the keynote, like at the, the very first discussion, um, one of the panelists like started the conversation or maybe ended it by saying like sports is the greatest like unifier of like of mm-hmm. all people. And then he gave that anecdote about how, you know, he you know felt sometimes guilty about saying that because, you know, there's greater things such as like religion. And then he hear the Pope say it himself that great yeah. that sports is the greatest unifier of all people. And um, you know, I think while we have been looking at sports as kind of like the marker of how far this thing can go, which is on the negative side, I do think sports has been at the forefront of kind of stepping up um, across the industry, across brands, across teams like the Patriots and kind of show how even if there are not sports being played, like there are still ways these brands and entities and, and players especially are stepping up and leveraging the resources and the influence um, and just kind of the broader reach that they have to um, bring something positive, bring positive news, help people. Um, So I think that's kind of been the two sides. Like, you know, the Wimbledon update is like, all right, how long can this go? But I think in the meantime, you know, between now and whenever sports do come back, we're going to see how much, even without there being action being played, sports are still the greatest unifier of people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I couldn't agree with that more. And sports, entertainment, music, I think really sports, specifically moves culture forward, brings people together, makes people happier. And with that kind of out of place right now with actually not being able to watch sports physically, we still have the resources and the influence to actually kind of help, you know, push that cause forward. So, um, you know, that's kind of a, that's kind of it for the coronavirus updates. We're going to continue to provide updates about realistically when things return and, you know, the actual facts, and then obviously highlight positive movement that people are doing to fix the problem, not necessarily complain about it. So, um, you know, next kind of topic is around sports money. So, you know, even though you know, advertisers are spending less and um, games are being canceled, there are is money being lost because of this. Um, people still are making investments and still making moves and kind of starting with a very interesting story with uh, Lamelo Ball project, projected to be number one or at least top three NBA pick. Um, he actually has been playing in Australia and I don't think this is it's very rare, but he actually just bought the team that he's been playing for. <laughs> Obviously, added a lot of new brand value to that, just attention, uh, given his brand and following and his, where he's projected to go and, you know, kind of swaying away from the college uh, athletics route. But this is a very unique story. It's um, kind of a boss move on his end for, you know, buying the team that he plays for. I don't know if that's done pretty often, but, um, you know, Kirby, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this or kind of when you when you saw the news come out about it. Yeah, so um, I, I reposted your guys' post yesterday, and um, I, I'll, I'll start by saying, like, I have been a big fan of Big Baller Brand, even though it's not what it is today, but yeah. it was my senior year of college. It was kind of emerging. The story was coming out, and although people may call LeVar whatever they want to call him, as, as a marketer, I just love what they did. You know, just kind yeah. of the story they built around it, the momentum they built around it, how they you know, made their own news, they made their own brand, they made their own story, um, and they became their own outlet. And we think about player empowerment today and what that means and how it's evolved. And, 
you kind of have to think about, you know, LeVar and his three sons kind of being at the forefront of this, of players taking their own narrative, taking control back in their hands through it, through whatever outlet that is. And for them, that was creating their own platform. So first, I'll start by saying I've always been a big fan of um, Big Baller Brand and hope they'll come back to what they are. But I think on the Lamelo side, like, I, you know, I feel like early on in his career, he faced so much scrutiny at the age of like 14, 15, like, yeah, you know, yeah. People don't always think about how that was three years ago. I don't know how old he is now, but I remember he was like a sophomore in high school when people were really coming at him. And I think now seeing the moves that he's made, it faced a lot of criticism at first, like deciding to go overseas, deciding to forego NCAA. Um, And I think him being in the NBL this year, like, but still raising his own stock price, still raising his brand, he didn't miss out on anything. Um, and now we see him, you know, making moves that players make much later on in their career now. Um, so I think that just kind of speaks to like a new path that's being opened up and, um, you know, definitely love him seeing continue to do things different, um, all leading him back to what was probably his original goal of getting back to the league. So, um, so when I saw that, I was, I was super happy for him because I think um, him and, and his family have faced a lot of scrutiny, but I feel like to show that there is a, a method to the madness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, th- there were no financials that were released about this yet. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure it's not like the same of acquiring the New York Knicks, but at the same time, it's still on par with that big baller brand mentality of, hey, we're just going to own the team that we play yeah. for. So I've been a fan of their kind of polarizing family energy. And um, yeah. they definitely matured at a young age from just what they've had to deal with from outsiders and opinions and ESPN always commenting. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to see how this, and maybe there will be more of a trend um, of, either, I think, collegiate athletics of this is a path he's carving away of, you don't need to necessarily go to college. You can make your own money right out of the bat and kind of build your own brand. He's obviously kind of, uh, you know, pushing the boundaries with it. So we'll see how maybe other athletes kind of follow suit in this type of, uh, you know, trajectory. So, that's pretty interesting. We'll kind of continue to provide updates as that comes with that. Um, another sports money, sorry. Uh, M- MSG, I'm not sure if I can speak to this one too. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of just, uh, I'll take it from that. For So for, you know, another sports money news with, you know, Madison Square Garden. So it is publicly traded and, um, and they actually recently had a spinoff. So what a spinoff is, is when you have a company and it spins out a new unit that is leveraging assets of that holding company or that kind of mothership. So, um, you know, there's not too much logistics about if this was due to the current climate, but they ended up spinning out MSG to a entertainment business. So it's a tax-free spinoff. Um, it will complement likely, you know, MSG sports, um, but there's a new ticker symbol. So a lot of the shareholders will actually receive um, a new stock within that. So, and, and different voting rights. So. Um, that's just like a unique uh, thing to follow as um, I've been following the stock market and how things have been kind of tumultuous the past few few months. So we'll see how that um, kind of progresses. Um, it's, it's an interesting story. It's kind of sports money and, you know, MSG is a global brand and they're coming out with new projects like the Sphere in Las Vegas. So um, we'll see, you know, the reason for that. It could be to kind of mitigate risk and tax and kind of double down on entertainment. But um, you know, that's an interesting move about, you know, what this spinoff is for, for MSG. Um, you know, another uh, story that we can kind of continue to move on to is just, 
adapting to the new normal of what what is sports now? How do we rally people? And um, we're kind of highlighting two different examples of tournaments that um, you know the NBA 2K League and the NBA players um, they kind of announced where it's head to head happening actually today this Friday. You have players like Kevin Durant and uh, you know various players playing against each other um, in a in a charity and um, it's an interesting way to engage fans where um, they can do it remotely. It's safe. It's social distancing. It, everyone's quarantined. Um, so, you know, that's an interesting example to kind of engage esports and entertainment into, you know, sports culture. So we'll see how that tournament goes and attraction and hoping they raise a lot of money. Um, another kind of interesting style tournament is uh, Barstool Sports, where they partner with Mike Stubb to uh, organize a beer, port, uh, beer pong tournament uh, starting this Friday as well with kind of personalities like Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Sagoon, Danielle Amendola, Johnny Menzel, um, different format than the 2K League, but this is kind of an interesting, um, fun kind of party, but leveraging, um, you know, athlete influencers. So for something like that, Kirby, I don't know if you have kind of thoughts about this kind of trend of like, digitalized tournaments or finding unique ways to raise money and also entertain people. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, goes back to your question, like, what's the new normal? Um, and I feel like as soon as we, you know, saw sports begin to um, cancel, what came to the forefront is players. And just, this has always been on the rise, but I put an extra spotlight on it, just the rise of player-driven media and how important that is. Um, and driving relevancy and sustaining relevancy. Um, so when you see athletes kind of spiking in their own content creation, then it kind of begs the question of like, okay, how do we then take this like natural behavior and turn it into broader platforms? So I feel like these are just such great examples of what people want to see. Um, and, and then also just like on the, you know, not on like the rise of esports, like I feel like that was another big thing that we talked about at the Sport Techie Conference is that, you know, all these trends that are rising right now um, and, you know, these new forms of like entertainment that consumers and sports fans are adapting to and like leaning into during this time, when things go back to the new quote unquote, you know, normal, who, who knows when or what that will be, these trends aren't just going to go away. So I feel like in that front, you know, this is also just a great time for brands, players, leagues, teams, um, all entities to just like test and learn, see what sticks, um, because people are probably going to, you know, like these things, right? And they're yeah. going to continue to see these new forms of engagement that give them access to players. Um, so I think that rise of players and then just that rise of testing and learning and seeing what sticks and finding ways that this can be adapted when things go back to normal is going to be like a lot of like what's going on right now. Yeah. And, and it's an interesting format um, that, that we actually kind of took approach and um, it's kind of cool to see these similar tile uh, style March madness style tournaments that mm -hmm. people are really craving just head to head, uh, you know, competition that's live streamed. And obviously March Madness is one of the best college sporting spectacles and we'd be watching that right now potentially. So um, it's cool to see, you know, people kind of fill that void and um, kind of moving away from sports biz news, kind of go into sports biz podcast. So we kind of released this week. So we just made an announcement um, this past Monday about a sports startup digital debate competition that we'll be hosting very similar to those past tournament styles that we mentioned, but we're finding four startups across, uh, we're finding 16 sports uh, related startups across four categories. So we have esports and um, esports and gaming, 
uh, sport betting and gambling, athlete wearables and athlete performance, and then sports tech and analytics. So we released a podcast today with uh, founder of Pitch Madness, kind of share more about that, that updates. Um, and then, you know, for, for that tournament, we're looking for anyone listening that has a startup, you know, is a startup founder. We'd love to have you apply to pitch or we're looking for athletes and various uh, venture capitalists to be judges. So we're pulling all the pieces together. It will serve as a charity fundraiser to support coronavirus and um, coronavirus release. And we're going to have, you know, the start of the Sweet 16 begin April 27. And then the championship will be May 7. So it's going to be two weeks long. We're going to live stream. So just, you know, send us a note if you're interested in collaborating on that. But that's something we just kind of uh, announced this week to kind of keep the, the community engaged and start business development. So, you know, Kirby, we'd love to kind of keep you involved with that, see how we could, uh, you know, collaborate with your network and, and kind of pull, um, you know, rally around this cause. And then to wrap things up on uh, on the Sportsman's Rundown, we'll just have sports-based careers. So every week we source the top new sports careers that were just released. Uh, we mainly find this through LinkedIn. So just doing various searches of sports-related jobs that are entry-level, mid-level, and senior-level that opened up within the past week. So this is fresh on, um, you know, fresh on the book. So we have, um, to start with entry-level, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're looking for a 2020 in-season events internship. The Buccaneers, they are getting a lot of traction now with the movement of Tom Brady, which will attract a lot more talent. And that's going to be great for the city of Tampa Bay and makes it an appealing team to, to work for. Um, that just opened up uh, another internship or uh, entry-level role was with Getty Images. Uh, they're looking for a photography internship with sports. Um, another uh, next moving along to mid-level. So we have Facebook. They're looking for a communications associate and the sports partnerships division. Uh, and then Bleacher Report is looking for an associate manager of integrated strategy. And for senior level roles, we have Showtime Networks. They're looking for a director of sports communications. And then Brooklyn Sports Entertainment Global, BSC Global, is looking for a vice president of programming. So those are, you know, the top six, you know, interesting career openings. So whether you're entry level, mid-level, uh, we constantly curate um, the most new careers that just opened up. And we're going to be hopefully launching a career board uh, sometime soon just to have that more, a little bit more in depth. But, um, you know, that kind of covers all the top, top sports business news events, careers, podcasts. So um, I guess kind of final is it Kirby, if you, you know, if there's any kind of parting thoughts or things that you're looking forward to or kind of party wisdom for anyone that may be listening, that's either an athlete or trying to break into sports, just anything that you would pass along. Yeah. Um, I think um, this has just provided all of us with a time to reset um, I actually posted about this the other day. I think there is a lot of, you know, pressure and we talked about this as well. Um, you know, pressure during this time to like build, 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 but I would just encourage people, um, athletes or, you know, young sports business professionals or professionals in general to like equally think about, you know, that this time is equally of value if you use this time to reset and, you know, kind of focus on that inner piece. So, you know, the habits, um, how you think about productivity, the skill sets you're learning, um, because things are going to go back to normal. And, you know, as much as you can build something, which is great, um, I think it's great if people also come out of this with, um, you know, a new mindset, a new skill set that they can apply for the long haul. Um, so, you know, I think we're seeing both sides of the coin, but I would just put one word out there to, you know, say that there's value in both for everyone. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like that a lot where it's like, 
you can't put too much pressure on yourself and yeah. there's a lot of expectations to have this big idea at the end of it. It's just, I think focusing on yourself and, and mental health is really important right now and just helping other people is crucial. So, you know, I, you know, I appreciate that a lot. And, um, you know, I, we'll, we'll include all the details to, you know, Kirby's uh, resources and podcasts and connect with her on LinkedIn, on social channels. Um, but thank you everybody for tuning in. If you haven't already, go subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. Um, check out the Sports Biz Rundown newsletter and check us out on uh, social media at Sports Biz Group. So thank you so much and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Awesome. Thank you. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.